Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is July 7th, 2020. So I just finished up with a session with my therapist, Liz. I've been working with her now nine months, I think, meeting with her at least once a week for nine months. And um, I've never worked with any sort of mental health practitioner for this long at all, like not even close. And she has helped me so much and in ways that are much more Jedi mind trick and subtle and just really coaching me through my development and my learning. Um, yeah, just in ways that I never expected that I never used with my own clients. She is amazing. If you ever listen to this, Liz, thank you so much. You've taught me what it is to help someone get to a better place in their life. And I, I don't know how I'll ever thank you. But to everyone else who is not my therapist, I'm here to talk about some of the things that I've learned today in the last week and over the years um, that I've been in my healing journey. Um, really quick, if you've never listened to any of my content before and you have no idea who I am, let's see if I can give you like a 30-second update. Um I went through a really rough childhood like so many other people, and it taught me a lot of programs like I'm sure it taught you. Um, if you're anywhere near your 30s, you probably got a lot of the same programs I did, um, not ne necessarily being told how to live, but being given all the responsibilities to figure it out. I was a huge overachiever through school, not necessarily academically, but being involved in everything, planning everything, doing prom, dances, fundraisers, Relay for Life, um, dodgeball tournament, clothing relocation project, call council, student council, like everything. And when I was 21, I started my first organization. I had to think about that for a second. In 2012, I was 21 years old. I started my first organization, Middle Women, and the mission was to cultivate self-esteem and promote positive body image, or at least to help other people um, cultivate their own self-esteem. And I was promoting positive body image, and it was all very hypocritical because I needed the help, but I was trying to give it to other people so that maybe one day somebody would turn around and give it back to me. That didn't work. Um, I was 24 years old when my body became so burnt out that I not only had to cancel middle women, I had to cancel my whole life. I couldn't walk. I couldn't bathe. I couldn't feed myself. I, it, I just completely shut down. I didn't want to be alive anymore. I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt like a complete and utter failure. But I did it. I quit middle women. I went up in front of everyone. I announced to the internet, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. And I married my boyfriend, who I'm still married to, my husband, Thomas. And I moved away from where I lived. I went from as north in like Washington as you can get to as south in Washington as you get. I moved away. I moved to a farm. I moved away from everybody I knew, my family, my friends, my community. I took my husband and we left. 
because that's what the doctor told me to do when he diagnosed me with chronic fatigue syndrome, multiple chemical sensitivities with the thought that I would develop fibromyalgia. That there would be no option. I'd be in pain. I would be chemically sensitive. I would be exhausted and I would be emotional and really struggle to be a person for the rest of my life. Like nobody ever gave me any hope or answers of what I could do to be better other than just get out of the city, get away from triggers, chemical triggers, people triggers, responsibilities, and just get away. That was all I was told. And so that's what the very overly ambitious and I don't know, productive person that I was, I found a farm to move us to. And uh, we did. And a lot of other complications came from that, not to mention that my husband is also chronically ill and has his own concerns that are not the same as mine. And because we moved, he lost insurance, which meant losing medications, which meant we had to figure out how to treat some of his things like his arthritis and his lichen planus ourselves. Um, there is a long ongoing saga and clearly that wasn't 30 seconds. I realize now that I do not have a 30 second story. Um, but essentially we went from the farm, then we were homeless and then we moved in with my family and we have been living with my family ever since as I tried to get some sort of grip on myself and my health and my mental stability and, Five and a half years after I got burnt out, I finally feel better. And a huge point that I am learning this week is it takes a long time to do everything, whether that's healing or activism or just making personal changes in your habits or your relationships or any of that. It's going to take a long time. You're not going to have complete control over what's going on. And the absolute best that we can do, and this is what I'm finding, this is my new truth that I hopefully will get to test and maybe teach if it ends up working out. My truth is that surrendering to my authentic self and making decisions from that place, from that place of knowing what I actually want and need and like, what my yucks are, what my yums are, and I can unpack that later too if anybody's curious, but just knowing what I like, what I don't like, giving myself the things that I like, giving myself the things that my parents and my caregivers didn't give me, undoing some of the comments made to me by like teachers and you know bullies and well-meaning uh, guys I dated and just like all of that commentary I'm undoing it by loving myself and saying the nice things to myself and giving myself the things that nobody else gave me, the things I haven't given myself yet. I used to think that what I needed to do is cannonball, deep dive into my pain and my trauma and be down in it and listen to it and witness it. And um, both Thomas and I know a healing modality called internal family systems therapy. Um, which is very similar to uh, soul shards and shamanic soul retrievals. It's it's a way to get into somebody's pain and actually have a conversation with their traumas and memories. 
Um, and I used to think that like, that was how we were going to do this. That's how everyone was going to do this. We were going to talk about the pain. We were going to get in there. We were going to heal it. And then once that was done, we could progress into shaping either a personal life. I could shape my personal life or I could help shape the world or whatever scale I was trying to do it that we needed to address all the problems first. And then we could start building the good. And I just got to tell you, I, you know, therapy for on and off for the past 12 years or so, um, I've worked with about 15 different therapists until I found Liz and um, also with Thomas and his trauma and abuse and health conditions. Like I have this very intimate relationship with trying to heal pain trying to heal trauma, trying to heal abuse and programs and especially those programs that got in you and now you're hurting yourself with your actions. I was hurting myself with what I was doing. I have a lot of experience in that, but now what I think that I know and I'm still going to keep exploring it is staying down in there and witnessing the pain over and over doesn't show you what you're going to be doing instead. And maybe you need a little bit of both, but I'm not a therapist, so... I can't really help people with their trauma. I'm still working on mine and I don't know how to do it. And I'm not planning on going getting a master's degree in psychology. So I'm probably never going to be a trauma healer um, to the degree that I thought that I was going to be working with um, those populations. Um, a little as aside, since I was nine, since 9-11 happened, um, I always thought that I was going to work something in trauma or crisis or resource management, or something like really difficult, really hard, really important. Um, when I got my degree in anthropology and social studies, I thought that I was going to do event planning and program coordination and um, create different uh, visions for communities. And like I was going to shape the world. Either I was going to be healing people or I was going to be healing communities. Um, and I really, really felt like the world needed me and I was taught that the world needed me and that maybe the world wouldn't be okay if it wasn't for me. And now I see that as a combination of my narcissistic abuse um, and kind of what we were all taught in the 2010s. I mean, a lot of us, a lot of people I know were taught like the fate of the world is on your shoulders. You need to do something about it. And, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago, when we were starting to get things like YouTube, I was I was like, sure, I can use the internet. We don't have to wait for progress anymore. We have the internet now and I don't need to stop and be sustainable in my activism. We're going to get this done right now. This photo shoot, this campaign, this hashtag is going to solve the problems. I can double down on my work and I'll, I'll catch up on my health later because it probably won't take that long to free the world up of patriarchy and homophobia and racism and negative body image, right? Like we could just get this done. No, clearly that's not true. But I didn't know that when I was young. And I don't think any of the people that I worked with knew that um, when we were young. But now I'm seeing, you know, these like 30 something year old people who have been creating content for a really long time leaving and talking about how maybe being an influencer and being online all the time and getting to have that kind of impact on other people isn't super healthy and it's not doing great for the individuals who are creating that content for us. And so 
I'm just thinking about all of this stuff and how I don't want to be in control anymore and I just want to surrender and I want to achieve peace. And that takes a lot of faith in me actually believing that, you know, the entities and the energies that I pray to and that I work with and the guides that I call upon and even the spiritual service animals that have been drawn to me, um, I have to either believe in them or not. And I can't be in control and think that I get to say how things are going to go and quickly and things are going to go exactly the way that I want them to go, exactly the way that I want them to go. Not that they ever have, but there's still this illusion that we're in control. And I don't feel like I'm in control anymore and I'm so relieved. So I, I'm going to keep working towards my own practice. It's just going to be very different than any sort of service I ever thought felt like I was going to be in before. I want to do life coaching and I want to do Reiki, but I don't want my clients to ever feel like they need me. I want to be able to help and I want to be able to offer support and space and resources, but I want to empower my clients to be able to you know, continue their journey without me and when I'm not there and be able to take care of themselves when they're just with themselves and provide support to, you know, the different aspects that need it whenever they can. I want to build people up. I want to help them build skills. I want to them be witnessed, but also I don't know how to say it exactly because I'm learning it still, but feel like they have a say in their own life and are able to use the energy that they have on themselves and what's best for them and not just have to give it away and not to have to exchange and not to have to prove anything and not to have the right identities. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more episodes unpacking. I'm surprised that I'm in 14 minutes now. I'm glad that I did this because I certainly have a lot to say. But for now, yeah, I'm I'm offering life coaching based on these philosophies and if any of this is resonating with you, I'd love to talk and see if it will help. It's so much different than those of you who know me have ever heard me talk before. Um, and I hope I hope I'm going in the right direction. I hope that this resonates. I'm sorry to anybody who's like, whoa, 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 I thought we were doing this whole other thing. But faith, hope, trust, peace, surrender, like these are my words now and those weren't my words before. And so things have changed and I'm excited to see where they go. If you got this far. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, there'll be some links in the description if you want to get in contact or sign up for a session or a discovery call, or if you just want to know more, sapientliving.com. I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much.